Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another hard-hitting edition of Tackling a New Kingdom. I am your host, Tank Johnson, and today we have another jam-packed episode. We got a legendary football coach and star of the Netflix series, Last Chance You, my friend and brother, Jason J.B. Brown. J.B., what up, baby? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I appreciate you. Man, I'm uh, I'm doing good, man. I you know I was so mad when you know you you know walked away and uh, from from coaching football uh, because people don't understand um, that that sector uh, of of young men and, and and how much and sometimes how difficult it is uh, to coach them and and ultimately be a parent. So from the outside looking in, man, I, I was just kind of hot about that man man i appreciate it you know and i know what you mean when you say sector uh for all these other folks out here that don't get it uh you know it the bottom the, the part is the, the tough the, the tough part is like when you have nothing but young brothers and you trying to coach young brothers out you know people don't understand that it's it's 80 i think 82 percent black played 90 something percent white coached yeah. And you wonder why we have transfer portals at an all-time high. You wonder why there's no buy-in from kids because they because real recognizes real. And the bottom line is you could call a kid dumb and slow and all these words that people want to call these kids. You can't call them stupid because they'll see through you in a New York minute if you're not genuine, if you're if you're fake. Uh, they'll see right through it. And that is what we're seeing at an all-time high because these coaches don't have relationships. They don't understand what it takes. They don't understand what their mamas go through at the house, in the hood, at the crib, whatever it may be. Yeah. And and you see why we have an all-time high of transfers or or just straight up disrespect and 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 just, genuine. Yeah, they, they don't get it. They they, they don't understand uh the, the difficulties there, but on on tackling a new kingdom, we we tackle three important buckets. We tackle something current, something real, and something controversial. And I, I want to know, and, and in tackling something current, I want to know what effect do you think this new NIL deals has on JUCO? Um, I think we're seeing the effects from the Power Five conferences uh, with the collectives popping up, but what's an arms race look like in the junior college realm and who's got the deepest pockets to create a dominant force? Man, there is no Juco realm. Juco realm is imploding in front of our eyes. It's becoming irrelevant, just like high school. Juco is about to be irrelevant here in a year or two. I'm just telling you, it's already wow. kind of imploded. Uh, see, Juco used to be the transfer portal. So, the division one transfer portal was you go Juco, you get right, you act right, you buy some act right, whatever it may be, you go back to D1. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith, I go low, myself, we can go on and on and on. Right. Um, there's no more of that. You're sitting in a portal now, virtual portal, sitting there. And mind you, Tank, there's 132 D1s or whatever it is, 133. There's 6,500 kids in a portal. How, do the math. Ain't no, those kids ain't going D1. They're not going to a new school. They're sitting in a portal. Instead, they could be at a JUCO. So right. answer your NIL question, though, um, you know, there's no JUCO that's going to that's gonna beat out even an FCS school for, for any money. I mean, there's just, there's just doesn't. Well, I'm just saying within the junior college ranks, right? Let's say this junior college has more affluent boosters than this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that exists, like in Kansas especially, you know. I was, like, was going to say. Yeah, when I was at Indy, we were probably the least off. We had to paddle teams like Garden City that has money, Butler Community College has money, Hutchinson Community College. They got big money at those schools comparable, you know, relatively speaking. Um, so those schools with the better facilities. But I've never been beat out, Tank, for a dollar. I've never <laughs> been beat by, by a dollar. I've never been beat for a facility. Um I got 26 in the league, eight won a Super Bowl. I just had my 10th first rounder drafted this year, man. I, I, there was a million better places to go as far as that goes. And yeah, I ain't never going to lose on that. You know what I mean? I, I had, 
I had eight NFL players play for me at Compton College. We had a dirt track and, and, and baby mamas pushing their babies across the, the field at ha during the game. Man. So like, I, you know, <laughs> right. Is, you know what I'm saying? It is but, what it is. That don't, that don't, that's why I don't get it when, when these cats talking about, I lost a kid to so-and-so. I'm like, dog, you're at Oregon. You shouldn't How? lose a kid. Like you shouldn't lose a kid. I don't care. I wouldn't lose a kid to an Alabama. That's just me though. Right. And if I got equal playing parts and, and resources and I got Nike and all these, we're just saying Oregon, I'm just saying any school though, but right. just give me a fucking, give me an Idaho polo and I'm going to get somebody I ain't supposed to get. You feel me? Well, so, that's that, but that, that's brings me to a good point though. I, I want to know what a dog like you would have done in this environment. Now the, the, the cat's out of the bag, right? Like we all know that you're one of the best recruiters in football history bar none do you think this do you think this money would have been a headache or it would have sweetened the deal trying to like grab these kids man i i think i would have i i i've been asked that i've asked myself <laughs> that and i'm like tank i'm like see you know where we're from dog i'm just like dog i don't know if i i couldn't be the same as all the rest because it's easy to be average and it's very hard to be different and i've always said i'm never gonna be average i ain't gonna follow you to the left at the stop sign i'm gonna make my own right hand turn and i'm gonna do my thing different you know raised by the biggest dope freeway rock rick ross i'm like i could have went that way but i didn't i, I chose to do this i could have done so many things growing up in compton and doing different shit that i've seen it's like uh, it's easy to do these average things that everyone else does. Right. I don't know if I could go and get all these portal kids like everyone else is doing right now, because this is my philosophy. Like if I'm going to change the game and I'm going to be different at, let's say I, let's say I take the school over at USC. SC has been down Lincoln Riley comes in SC and he brings in a shitload of portal kids and all this stuff's going on. I'm like, well, see, that's where I differ. Like, I'm going to create my own culture. I'm going to bring my own thing. And, and I don't know if I'm going to bring in a bunch of damaged good kids. That's what I call them. Like, I think your damaged goods, uh, there might be a few grad transfers that are a different story. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I, you're not good enough. If you couldn't play at Oregon, how do you think you're going to play for me at SC after I build this culture that I'm about to set and we're going to be the dogs? Like, that's just my, probably my ego and my, my, my confidence speaking. But at the same time, we're going in the transfer portal like it's like it's it's like the the candy man, and I'm like dog. I, I don't know if I could do that now. So so you so you're saying that you would have you would have took the approach of just like just recruiting your own kids. Yeah, because we all because we all know that they look for more uh, upperclassmen, sophomore juniors to to establish that program. Now, and listen, I've talked to my buddies like Sark and Lane Kiffin and these guys who who are, are in it actively, and I'm not in it, and I'm not there. I've never been a D1 coach, so I get it. Um, I also, they're, they're like, JB, this is it. If you don't go in the portal, you will, you will die in this business. You're going to get killed now because everyone's in the portal. Right. And I'm like, well, not everyone. Like, the motherfucker that's still winning ain't. Like Alabama's still really not in there like that, and they only lose maybe one or two. Clemson really ain't, and these are the last two, Matt. These are the last two powerhouses in the last five, six years. Right. They're not really portal heavy because their culture's been set, their standards been set, the environment has been set, and we don't need your portal kid because we didn't recruit them in the first place. Why are we recruiting them secondly now? Like, that's what I don't understand. Right. So if you couldn't play for Alabama out of high school, what makes you think now all of a sudden you played at – Vanderbilt and now you're the guy that I need like I don't understand that but I think for for Alabama and Clemson it's depth it's more about depth and injuries I gotta go get me just like it's it's NFL free agency tank without a return dog that's what this is so that's real uh I don't know you know I, I'm not there so it's tough to speak on it and put my foot in my mouth because I'm not at the D1 level I just know buddies of mine that are there and people that are there I do know this if buddies of mine tell me they have to transfer, they have to go in the portal, I, I respect them and I, I and I hear them. The other end of it, I've also had big time coaches tell me, listen, dog, if this shit don't change, I'm going to go into something else and get out this business. That's how bad it is right now, because with the NIL, the transfer portal, 
the the disgenuine, unloyal kid that's just chasing bags now. Man, it's bad. It's hard to how do you tank? Just imagine you in the locker room and, and Bill Parcells or or whoever's talking to you and your guy and your backup D tackle who backs you up is look it, it, it don't play as much as you don't have the jersey sales that you have. He don't have the NIL deal that you got. And he's being cussed out just like everybody else. And he's looking around the locker room like, shit, I'm about to chase greener pastures, dog. I'm I'm out because I ain't getting paid. I don't play as much. And uh, I'm going to go chase the bag. And so it has to be at an all-time, you know, the level of coaching uh, has to be so hard because, you know, as I know, that locker room's intimate. And if you don't have the buy-in from everybody, you might as well start over. Well, okay, so to wrap up, this something current segment you think that the infusion of the money within the college ranks just causes chaos no without a doubt you know why tank there's no hierarchy anymore there's no hierarchy now and you don't you don't think you could have found an advantage with your with your recruiting skills doing sweetening that pot somebody says hey jb here's here's a hundred grand to, to sweeten the pot when you go to these kids' house. You don't think that would have benefited you? Yes, but but these ki- these coaches, so you're saying me, I would have got I would have did it without the bag. The thing but 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 the bag is is it's it's here right. now. Right. We, it's here now. You're coaching today and they're giving you a million dollars to go out and give these kids money to sweeten the deal. You don't think that would have helped you. But that's not what's happening. That, that what's happening is they're not giving me or Saban or Kelly or Dabo the bag. It's the outside booster that's buying the kid. True. So the coach ain't doing shit no more. This motherfucker ain't recruiting no more. Uh, Jimbo Fisher ain't recruiting. He, his, his boosters gave him 50 million, dog. And they were like, woo, woo, woo. We're at the, we're at the titty bar, dog. We're throwing them out. Like, it had nothing to do with... Jimbo Fisher ain't getting no kid over Nick Saban straight up him, me and him in a room with you as the parent. You're the dad of the number one high school player in America. No money's involved. Is Jimbo getting them or is Saban? Well, Saban's going to get them, but money is involved. That's what I'm saying. Money is involved. And you take that same living room with that dad who is upside down on his mortgage. They're about to put a lien on his house. And, and, and some, and this other coach says, Hey, Listen, we'll we'll take care of all of that. Plus, we'll 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 send you a little something home oh, yeah. every year. I'm no, saying that's, that's, then, then that's how Saban's gonna lose kids to another program. But it ain't Saban. That's my point. Those two cats aren't battling over the kid. It's the money and the boosters that are paying those guys side hustle deals. They're they're not even meeting Saban or Jimbo yet. They've already got the bag delivered on their porch and have committed to AM. They haven't committed to Jimbo Fisher or decommitted from Nick Saban. They're straight taking that money. And that's where it's kind of separated the coaching aspect from chasing this bag because these kids that are 17 years old, now we're giving kids NIL deals at 15 years old. No, they don't even know how to drive a car yet, but we're giving them the keys. Like that's where I find the problem is going to hit. It's going to come. You're giving Nico, a kid I coach, and, and number one quarterback going to Tennessee, $8 million. I grew up with his daddy. His daddy played with me in Juco. What, dog, how much pressure are you putting on this kid? And if he don't perform, man, um, you are crippling this kid in the mental capacity. His mentals are got done, right? Done. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't perform. I got $8 million. The LSU quarterback just bounced. He didn't even play a down and got eight NIL deals. And now your program doesn't even see the they don't even reap the benefit of giving an nil deal because the nils are coming from these outside entities and i think it's taking it away from the actual go-getter recruiter so i don't know tank if i could even i still want to think i <laughs> i think i could still out outsell you and sell iso and eskimo and all that shit but at the yeah. same time you know it's, it's like you said uh, the money's going to talk at the end of the day and and these parents, are they really listening for what's best for their kid or are they wanting the bag? Because if it's what's best for the kid, you come to Nick Saban, every one of them, because they get more to the NFL, they get coached up better, 
and they end up being more productive um, more than these other cats. And, and, and I'm just, you know, that's just what it would be for me. You want to no. get coached up? Come here. No, I feel you. Uh, you know, the confidence, the confidence, uh, I appreciate it. And, and it's, it's just understandable. So um, that is tackling something current, tackling something real. You and I had a situation where I had a kid that was looking for a college uh, who had ran afoul of the Power Five school and, uh, and allegedly said some racist shit and it was caught on his huddle and his dad tried to use his money and influence to jam the school up. Uh, what was the line you weren't willing to cross or bad deed to overlook to garner an extremely talented recruit? What was the line you were just like, uh-uh? Touching a woman. Mm. Any domestic violence. Domestic woman, violence. Any allocation. Now, this is the thing. I got into it with these girls on ESPN and all these people that come after me. So I had three black kids leave the University of Minnesota, probably one of the most heralded uh, stories ever as far as this whole Title IX rape allegation, all this stuff. University of Minnesota had three kids get falsely accused by a white girl, obviously, at a party in the dorm. And if you remember this thing, but the University of Minnesota basically boycotted to play against Wazoo in a bowl game five years ago because they finally they charge they they tried to charge the kids which they never could they they uh, they they finally exonerate the kids from all wrongdoing mm. then they give the kids uh, a restraining order and now the girl goes back and gets embarrassed by her homegirls cuz she knows she got caught lying mm. go back she files a restraining order they say no you three can't be near the football stadium so they couldn't practice during the bowl week and then all the kids and Jerry Kill, the head coach at the time, said, all right, screw you. We won't play the bowl game then. And that's a player's coach, just like I would probably have done. And, right. Right and for so what happened is Jer the, the, the coach, everybody got fired at the end of the day. And, and those three kids, after learning and seeing the whole thing, usually I wouldn't even touch it, but I understand it. I'm like, oh, look, there's something to this. I've talked to the head coach himself who vouched for him, who, 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 who got fired over it. And you don't see a lot of white coaches nowadays getting fired over some young brothers. They rather have their bag and their money, right? They don't give a shit about these kids. Self-preservation at his highest. Yeah. Oh dog. And so when he did that, and I know Jerry and, and, and the head coach at the time, who was the D coordinator, uh, Trey, uh, Tracy Clays, um, you know, when I know both of their character, I'm like, okay, I know the deal. Something's up. And so me and my AD, a female and me having a daughter, Everybody who knows me knows I'm not taking a kid if you have any type of issue with a woman. And that's just something I taught. You know, I, I tell my kids on, when I have 200 kids report day one and I'm like, raise your hand if you got a mama. And they all raise their hand. I said, then I better never hear the word bitch come out your mouth. Man. And I better not, you know, shit like that. And I'm just like, because if I called your mama that or if you or somebody called your girl that or your sister, you'd be ready to scrap. Right. So. You don't, they don't think these young cats don't, don't put it in perspective on when it, when the other shoe is being worn, they don't ever do that. And they do too many. We, we act before we think too much right now, especially young inner city cats, man. And that's why I go around speaking to cats. I'm like, dog. And it, especially when we have the same inner city on inner city violence that we're seeing right now, because I don't think we get the prominent cats, the Jay Z's and the, and the LeBron's and, Man, you talk all that talk, but you don't walk the walk, dog. I don't see you out here in Compton and in, 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 in Chicago and in Detroit talking about, listen, dog, let's do something. But anyway, off, off, off topic, I, I'm like, I'm like, it's bigger than football, obviously. That's my top right. point. But like at the same time, it's like, that is the one thing I wouldn't touch. But I did the research, 88 page, me and my female AD, and we both agreed this, they're getting screwed. And the girl got caught on tape lying. And the daddy of one of the kids was this Detroit police, uh, Detroit policeman. And so wow. I'm like, okay, something's up here. So when I came back and brought him oh, in. One of, the, one of the kids accused was his dad was a Detroit policeman? Yeah. Oh, so that and, means they come from a solid background. Yes. And these three are big time power five recruits recruited by other big time schools, Ohio State, Michigan. They went to Minnesota. Yeah. And these were Detroit kids, by the way. Okay. I bring them back. Out. And you know how perception's reality. I bring them back in, play for me for a year, graduate on time, 
were class act students on this campus, 3.5 and, and more. They only had group of five offers, dog, because the perception from the power five school, okay, you had an allegation. Allegation, accusation, not any factual deal, no charges, no cr criminal activity, yeah. nothing. Everything was dropped because the girl was caught lying. Now, how is that equal in opportunity? How is that equal in what the NCAA, non caring assholes of America, how did they go around <laughs> saying that shit? You see what I'm saying? They, they want to, in their mission statement, we're equal, we're opportunity. No, you're not. No, you're because not. those kids just got fucked. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I look at, um, you know, I just had Commissioner Goodell on the show. We talked about the Deshaun Watson kid, and then you're seeing the kid in Buffalo who just got, you know, you know, Buffalo knew about the allegations way beforehand, and then when it gets out in the public, then it becomes, oh, we're, oh, you know, we're clutching our pearls, and it's 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 tough, man. It's tough. I saw your interview, man. I, it, it, I like the questions you you gave him because I just don't understand. Like, I'm glad I mean, that's great. You got him on. See, he would never come on my show. But this, <laughs> this is the thing, though, Tank. Like, the questions you asked him were great because I'm like, w w when do we put like? So we we suspended dude for betting for fifteen hundred dollars for a year. We got we got we have we have a second and third offenders who have not only hit people, kid, girls, or whatever on tape who still play that same year or get cut by a team and get picked up by the, you know, ironically chief hunt goes to the Browns. Right? right. So like, it's like, it's crazy how all this works out. And then it's like, where, what is, what are we setting? But again, you know how it is dog money talks, bullshit walks. NFL is all about winning because the owners control the commissioner. Uh, no offense to Goodell, right? The, no. He needs those owners. The truth is and, the truth. And it is what it is. So it's like, well, I don't know, man. It's it's uh that's what I my question. Your question though, you know, I wouldn't touch a, a, a anything that had to do with the woman. Uh, not not only because I don't believe you don't get a second chance. I don't. When you touch a woman and you hit a woman, or you or you or you even use the R word with a woman, that 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 horrible rape word. Mm -hmm. uh, you there's no second chance in my book for you. Like that's oh. just me. Okay. Um, but everybody else, in my opinion, like so. To answer your question, I graded them out, dog. So if you had, if you were caught with weed, that's an A for me. I'm gonna grade you out, bringing you in. You're an A. Uh, motherfucker got credit card fraud or some crazy shit. <laughs> eh, B minus C. You know what I'm saying? I can fix that. We made a mistake. Right. Um, if you hit a woman or or anything with a woman, you're F. You're not even on the board. I don't even bring you in. But but right. bad grades. You know, that's a B or an A because I can fix that. I can get you back right. Somebody whispered sweet nothings to your ass instead of told you the real. Right. Uh, I'll get your ass right. You know what I mean? And so that's how I graded them out. And then that's how I bring those big time transfers in. Now, if you had a big time allegation like we just discussed and it was true and all that, then yeah. then there's just no no going back. I'm not going to bring you in. I don't care how good you are. No, I mean, you know, listen, we we're seeing um the extent of what it what coaches will do and you know you as one of those high level recruiters i just wanted to know kind of what what your threshold was um with with knowing that you were had a, such a prolific recruiting record um was there ever a, a talented kid sometimes troubled one or two that got away from you in your that that you're just like damn you just still can't believe this kid got away it, 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 does that kid exist in the world of jb now you mean let me add, let me clarify it got away from me meaning he didn't make it through my program and i cut him or he didn't make it or got away that in I didn't the recruiting in the recruiting battle the war ground of recruiting you and just you, you thought you had him and then signing day you was like what the fuck? Never lost a kid, dog. I don't know if I could tell you I did. I'm not even lying. I, I'm be honest with you. Like I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Like I'm not even lying. And I, and I know everybody's gonna be like, oh hell no. I can't sit here and tell you, because look, dog, I got 26 in the league. I just, I just had nine kids from that show just got drafted this past season, dog. So like, wow. just imagine that. Now, this is the thing. 
they I they rebuffed your thought. Jedi mind tricks. They 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 did not fall for the JB Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, like I can see if those nine were opportunities and they went to other schools and I'm watching them on Sundays right now, but I'm the one tweeting about Calvin Jackson scoring the winning touchdown last night for the Jets again. Right. My motherfucking kid. Right. I, I mean, that, I, Jermaine Johnson coming off the edge as a first rounder for the Jets. Like, that's my kid. He could have went to Iowa Western, Garden City, Hutch. Um, dog, I could tell you so many damn stories. Like, these motherfuckers <laughs> were on recruiting trips at those other schools, dog, and I went and got them motherfuckers and came to my school. So I got two recruiting visits out of one. Well, well tell, tell us one. Tell us one. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing it no more, so fuck them. Um, yeah, dog, like Jermaine Johnson, for instance, he was on a recruiting visit at Garden City, and, uh, you know, I, I knew I had him at the point where I was like, and it wasn't about, I'm not trying to out-dick-size my opponent, right? I'm I'm sitting there trying to be loyal, like, listen, dog, it, it don't, I don't care what they have and all that shit. It's about what where you're going and where you come from, and I, and I, I had a relationship and it wasn't just with the kid. I had the relationship with his mother, more importantly. And that's the problem with these these young cats. They don't have they don't have a fucking clue who to, who how to recruit the real kids, because the real kids, as you know, Tank, you're not just saying, "All right, I like your uniforms and 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 you had some broads on campus for me at my visit." They don't care. They looking through that shit. They want to know some more meaty information. Yeah. So. Um, shit, I had, I had Jermaine scooped up dog on his visit at Garden City about six hours away and brought him up to my damn campus for the weekend instead of staying on his own campus. Huh. So he was like, I'm sick, coach shit. And he told their staff I'm sick and I got that motherfucker. Got him. That's how you bag him. It's a ruthless world, man, over there in that recruiting zone. Man, it's, 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 and you know, the cool part is they all want to talk shit like, I've never bought a kid a car, a steak dinner, anything illegally. If I could buy you through the school's means, meaning I could take you on a, bit, a dinner, I could take you here or there, that's what happened. I've never, ever went out of my way to say, all right, we got to buy this kid. And that like, was enough. What you could give yeah. them was always enough. Always enough, dog, because I think they knew that they'd rather have a loyal, real shooter in the end of the day than a fluffy bullshitter that tells them, I'm gonna pay your mama's rent tomorrow. Right. Because if they're real, they understand that rent, that one-time payment is gonna happen one damn time. They're not gonna right. pay your mama rent forever because they're gonna bullshit you. Because there's gonna be another kid they're gonna say that too. Yeah, and they can't yeah. do, there's nobody with that type of long paper. You know no, what I'm saying? So, no. so it's just, that's just what it is. There's, there's just so many of those stories though, but you know, I scoop yeah. cats from the airport. They're on a visit to someone else. We scooped their ass up. They never made it to that visit on, that they were intended to go. Like, we've done those things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, it's recruiting wars, man. Finally, in, in this uh, tackling something real uh, section, I, and this kind of just ties into everything, uh, you know, why has second chances been so important to you? You know, and just, you know, because I'm a product of second chances. You know, a, a lot of people are product of second chances. But that seemed to be a theme of yours. Why was that so important, JB? Man, I'm because you know, being a product of my environment, right? Being right. raised how I was and living in a damn car when I was young and 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 being raised by who I was raised by and different things. Um I think that these cats in particular, inner city youth, mm -hmm. I'm be honest, I've never really affected a lot of white kids. I, right. I, I, first of all, I've had a few white quarterbacks that have made it to the league. I've had a couple big time O linemen, a uh, couple guys like the, here and there. But for the majority, not, it's not a, it's a, it is a stereotype, but it's not like the white kid I've never had besides Kerry Buckmaster, who's featured on that show coming from rural Nevada, who had nothing. This cat was a brother. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a stereotype. The white kid was set for the most part. He came, both parents dropped him off. They had fucking microwaves and shit. You know, my kids had come with one fucking t-shirt full of shit over his shoulders. Who makes it? That's who makes it for me. Yes. So it's not a, not a knock on any race, gender, creed, or anything. It's just the facts that what I've done and where I come from, I cater to trying to help cats that I know what the struggle was like. And right. so... I think it's a cat like me that's willing to go in there and say, okay, I know what it is. 
I'm willing to help you get this, this, and this, but you fuck me one time, you're done. Right. Because at the end of the day, you got to still instill some nuts and guts and let these kids know too, man, there is a right and a left. There is a right and a wrong. And, and I don't care about how hard you think you have it. Somebody's had it harder and myself included. And I didn't go left. I made a damn right. I dropped my nuts and I said, I'm going to do what's best for me. And I'm not going to follow and be a follower. I'm going to lead and be a leader. And I don't care what anything on too many followers now, man. And too many yeah. adults, grown yeah. folks are allowing it instead of coaching it. Man. And, uh, man. That's the problem, dog. That's the problem. We got too many parents with scabs on their knees because they're kissing ass. Too many coaches with scabs on their knees because they're kissing ass because they don't want the kid to transfer to another high school. They don't want the kid to transfer here. Same as college. And this is the first time, Tank, and you can probably equate relate to this, that I'm seeing an upward trend instead of a downward trend. So what I mean is Tank Johnson was the big time. He was with the Cowboys. I used to go watch you practice in Oxnard, right? I, I was coaching Juco at the time. And, and I was like, okay, all these cats want to be Tank Johnson at the youth level, at the high school level, at the Juco level, at the college level. They're looking up to Tank Johnson who's in the NFL with the Bears or the Cowboys or wherever you were. Now, dog, high school kids are transferring at an all-time rate. It's trending to college transferring. And now college is trending to where we got dudes in the NBA, KD, Kyrie, NFL, your boy that just wanted to demand a trade for the Bears. We're trying to opt out of contracts. We still got four or five years left on a contract. We don't want to play no more. We're saying, nah, fuck that. I'm entering the portal, um, <laughs> even at the NFL level. Right. So it's trending this way for the first time. I, usually everyone did what the NFL did. If T.O. wanted to act a fool, we had young kids at practice. We were coaching, doing what he did on the NFL practice field. Yeah. Drop the ball like Brandon Marshall that year when he was just dropping the ball on purpose. Right. I had a kid at practice that same next day doing that shit. Oh, I'm almost choked the fuck out that motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> go ahead, motherfucker, go ahead. And you, you can't now, emulate bullshit. You can't emulate yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But now, dog, we got cats doing what because it's starting at the high school level. And these high school kids that started transferring four or five, six years ago are now these cats in the NFL and NBA. Straight up. It's a, it's a, I call it the AAU generation. It is. It's just, it's just, it's all- Seven on big, seven. Seven on seven AAU, exactly. So it's all the same shit. And I, I, uh, I sent out a message on my Instagram and I said, you know, this might be an unpopular preseason thought, but these guys wearing these chains and necklaces on the sideline, it looks, fucking ridiculous and, and look i get it you know we have a little peekaboo you know it shows you know oh my bad it slipped out oh i'm representing cool but when you've got six chains on and a fucking jersey i'm just like we get it you jiggy but Tank, it, it just but speaks now, to the mindset it's crazy Tank, they got these now dog these are in their fucking pants oh i know I, I mean, baseball, the cat just had his phone slid out of his pocket. And then the we got game. dudes live. We got dudes on IG live in the USFL fucking filming a tackle. During the game. During Jeez. the game. So oh my uh, God. we're in that. We're in the like and retweet world. Um, we want likes and retweets over grit and grind. Straight There's up. no such thing as that no more. We don't want to have, we don't know what blood, sweat, and tears are anymore. Uh, it's unfortunate, dog. The social media world, the everything has just become a, it's it's, a, it's really a slap in the face of the actual game as intended to play. Like, you know, it's just everything, dog. It's, it's just bad. It's a bad look. And I think I don't ever blame kids, dog. I just stay away from blaming kids. I it's the adults that allowed this. I mean, yeah. I just can't. Well, I can't fathom Marcus it. Marcus Spears is if you my show that comes out today. He was uh. I believe the coach name is Frank Martin. He he's the one that coached uh, like oh, South yeah. Carolina. I'm gonna have him on my show. Yeah. yeah, and he said that uh, the kids haven't changed; the parents have. No and, doubt. And, and I feel that that's the realest comment that I've heard in a long time. But yeah, I, I've been talking to Frank a while, for a while, man. We kind of think the same. Um, he's a great dude. You know, right. that's the thing, man. We've been saying this for some years now. I'm like, dude, dude you ain't changed. It, yeah. 
The kids ain't changed. You know the definition of a coach tank? It's to get you where you could not get yourself. Mm. That's the definition. And I've had some good ones. Randy Hart. Oof. Yeah. These coaches now could not even tell you what the definition is because they're they're so worried about keeping you on their team. Keeping you happy. What does that do, though, Tank? It allows you to miss practice. It allows you to miss class. It allows you to be late because mm. now I'm sucking this dude's dick, no offense, to keep him. Then I'm allowing him to do whatever. And guess what happens? Usually your team suffers because everybody else sees that shit and is like, well, I'm here every day on time and, and, and I'm in class and I got a 3.0. And you're catering to this dude. And you know what happens, Tank? He still fucks you and leaves. He yeah. still leaves. And now you lost every bit of integrity you had as a coach. And now your culture is tainted. And it's Everything. it's just it's it's tough to uh, come no. back from you. But but okay. So that was one of the realest segments that's I've I've had on my show. So tackling something real, that was real, and I appreciate that. So now we'll get to the fun part and tackling something controversial, slightly uncomfortable. I will ask you up front. Is JB interested in coaching again at any level? Man, it's funny. I just got the phone with somebody that just called me out of nowhere. That's interesting. It's a little intriguing. I got to see if it's real or not, but I don't know, man. I don't think I could coach high school. Not, not in a traditional sense. It would have no. to be like a college prep type, an IMG or something that's not sanctioned. Um, only for the reason, I only say that because cancel culture and all these political plays that people, you know, are so loving, so quick to do now, um, without ever looking into the truth, they just so quick to cut you off and say, Oh, you said this, you're done. Well, right. Um, I don't know if I can do that college wise as Juco's imploding, like we just discussed. Uh, I don't know if I could do that and deal with these so-called presidents who have PhDs who are so much smarter than everybody else in the world, but yet hire the same old motherfucker over and over and over and expect a different result. It's crazy. Yeah, right. right. Um, and then it, I, I think if I did, it would have to be like at a pro level, either obviously the NFL or USFL, XFL. If I did, I don't yearn for it right now. I'm not burning inside. I, I, I do have a confession. I've been watching hard knocks and I like the staff that's been assembled, right? Like Deuce and the Lions, yeah. Aaron Glenn, all those OG cats that actually played too. I just, Mark Brunel. I mean, he's put together a staff that is pretty hard to assemble in Detroit, in my opinion. I, I, I like them, but I just, I, I'm, I'm so afraid for them because I feel like, go ahead, what are you going to say? Dog, I've been saying the same shit you about to say. Like, homie, I, you cannot be the, the guy walking around tough guy in the NFL and then cry the next day. And then the NFL, you could say it, uh, you're not, you see through it, dog. You make money. Now it's, it's a, you gotta be, you have to be bought in totally. And I get the staff. They bought into that staff and all that, mm -hmm. but I'm just scared that dog at the end of the day, um, you're going to look through them after they lose two or three games. And they're going to be like, man, this is just another hoorah hoopla. Uh, same old shit. Well, it's gonna be tough. My my thing is this, man. Like you know, having been coached by a guy like Lovey Smith, it's I, I've had coaches that you know yell, and the players see through that. And I've had a coach who didn't raise his voice, but had extreme command of his team. And so when I when I look at all that yelling and that rah rah rah, I, I just see them like you said fatiguing after two or three losses and motherfuckers just being like, man, that shit. keep that shit, bro. You know, so because you're not college no more. You're not in high school. Like you don't have a scholarship over my head. I make more money than you. I felt so, so bad when he was doing them up downs. I was like, why the fuck are you doing up? <laughs> JB, would you have done 40 up downs with them boys? <laughs> no, I would have, I if I fucked up and said I fucked up, I would have ran with them like I did on my show, right? You did, you did. I ain't doing up downs though. I do one. I do you know, one. I do one. I, I'm, I'm not doing that shit because, dog, at the end of the day, like you said, like I said it last year, man, I'm like, you can't be this big buff former player. I get it. He, he looks cool and seems cool, but then you can't cry in front of the team the very next day. It comes off as, uh, all right, dog, we're all grown men. I don't need to see you crying. You know how it is, dog. Like, yeah. 
I'd rather tell you how it is. Fuck crying. We're going to cry if we win that shit, Dick for Mill style, maybe. Right, right. He has a reputation. This cat, Dan, Dan just building his and trying to create one, which I respect. I like it, the guy. I think he sounds like a good dude. And I, I love the staff hire. Like, I love the hires. But yeah. again, you know, at what point is like, when is yeah. my going to go off on Staley or uh, or on Deuce, I mean, or, or, or you know, it yeah, is Glenn, I don't know. We'll see. So, um, one one of the things I want to know is that, you know, overall, with your way of coaching, your attitude toward opponents, do you think that you've made more friends or enemies in the coaching landscape? Man, you know, this is what I tell young coach. I tell a lot of people. So I'd be I'd have staff meetings every day, and I'd have players, coaches, be like, you know, these young coaches want to impress the head coach, trying to impress me. Oh, coach, I know him. I know, I know, I know him. Right. I go, I go, really? I go, I don't know him. He goes, you don't know him, coach? You don't know Nick Saban? I go, nope. But nope. they fucking know me. Right. They know me, motherfucker. See, that's the <laughs> thing. They don't know you. You know them, and you know everybody else, because we all know them. What my boy ESTG say, I can't vouch for them, but they could vouch for me. <laughs> they know me because you know why they need me i don't need them right and that's what these young coaches don't understand like if it, for for so so for having said that and answer your question you know when cats came in my office and they didn't uh they didn't act accordingly meaning i didn't know my kid was offered prior to the kid if i didn't know that you were headed to my office prior to being there Certain protocols that I just think are 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 part of this business and professional customary, fantasy. customary of the business. Yeah, sure. uh, I I didn't let you in my office, or I booted your ass out, or if you try to go get a grade sneaky behind my back, shit. That's why I didn't let my academic people hand out any grades at all on any of these kids. And I can get a whole, I could have a whole show about that alone. Um, it's it's crazy how 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 bad it is, especially with inner city black kids that you're coaching and cats get a grade on a kid who has a D, let's say in early January. And um, these kids get these, these coaches get these grades. That's why I tell coaches, don't ever give your kids grades out to these four-year schools um, until it's time to tell it's time to, because right. kids can fix shit. You can fix shit for them. You can help them. You can get them going. Once that coach has that grade and he goes to the, to the school up the street, at their practice, and those coaches are there, and they say, "Hey, man, how's uh, how's Johnny's grades?" Oh, man, he's fucked. He's no way. He's no way. That kid just got blackballed by every D one in America right, without right. you ever knowing it because you gave out grades on that kid. Mm -hmm. But I fixed them, motherfuckers, and in three months he'll have an A, and that's why you don't give those transcripts out. It's and those true. cats would be trying to go behind my back and get them, and I'm like, so I didn't allow it. So I kicked many big time coaches out of my office. Kingsbury, all these motherfuckers. So there are a lot of shady cats in this business that only look out for themselves. And, for sure. And you know how it is. And 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 it comes down to these. It's a meat market, Tank. You know it better than me. And unfortunately, right. the kids are the pieces of meat in the market. And but but I'm but I'm saying though, it's like you when you look at um even trying to get back into the coaching realm. People rely, not people, coaches rely on the relationships to move around. You you kind of seem like a lone wolf in a sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but are, are there any relation? I mean, are there relationships that you would depend on to land a job? No, because no. Pete Carroll told me a long time ago, man, you probably won't coach D1. You know why, JB? And I'm giving you some free game from for your fans base because nobody else I've ever told this to. They said, because they all need you. You have the best players in America every year. You have the academic side locked up. You get your kids graduated at an all-time fast, accelerated rate. They can get to the four-year school in January for, for winter conditioning, spring ball, be there the whole time. Most JUCO coaches, their kids ain't getting out till late summer or after a redshirt year. My kids are getting out in 18 months like clockwork. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, and factory, factory. And Tank, if I left my seat and I joined their seat, where do they get their players? 
Where do they get their grades? Where do they get their hookup classes they need to get their best player eligible at Alabama or at USC or a fucking one that I've done for so long that nobody knows about, right? Right. Um, man. So when that happens, man, you know, it's like, all right. Well, well you can tell man. you from the hood, boy. You love, you uh, you hold firm with your position. I, I, I love that shit, JB. I you know why, it. though, Tank? Because it's like, dog, fuck. When I knew that, I'm like, all right, fuck y'all motherfuckers in. Now I'm charging, though, motherfucker. Yeah. Now I'm charging your asses. You want this? You want you need a math class for your star running back? Yeah. Okay, then well, let's <laughs> holler. Because now I know you're never going to hire me because, number one, you're inferior to me, so you're scared that eventually they know that the kids will gravitate to me. I will bring in all the best kids, and guess what happens? You know this business. You're a two-year hire anyway waiting to happen. Yeah. You're a two-year fire away from replacing you. And guess what they usually replace you with? The cat that has the locker room's blood type or, yeah. or temperament or, or heartbeat, right? Yeah. I've always been that guy, contrary to belief, what Twitter says, the motherfucker that don't know me, oh, JB's an asshole. Hey, Tank, please show me any of my players that have blasted me on Twitter and said I'm an asshole. Let me tell you something about this Twitter. I, I, don't, I don't really mess with Twitter. And because I have a show, I started to mess with it, dog. Oh. I was on there for maybe 30 minutes the other day. And I, I was like frustrated. I was like, these people just talk just crazy talk, talk, all talk, day. Talk. That's it. Tank, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. No, I just, I just, I just, I made a blanket statement. Hawaii took a fucking inside zone play or, or, or a return to kick or something. 55 yards on Vanderbilt. And they went up like 10 to nothing. My tweet was, I, I did a video with it, and I'm like, for everybody that says the SEC is so top-to-bottom heavy dominant, it's full of shit. I said, you have three teams every year. Those teams, obviously, one of them always wins a natty, of course. Mm -hmm. But from top-to-bottom, you're not that good. Vanderbilt should not be in the SEC. Right. And if Hawaii takes a house 50 yards on you with a Polynesian kid, you do not belong in the SEC. No offense. No offense. No offense. Probably, I love my polys, but they're, let's be honest, most polys are, are big linemen, O-line, D-line guys, right? Right, right, so right. I'm like, I'm like, so that's all I said. I didn't say Hawaii was going to win the game. I didn't say Hawaii was better than Vanderbilt. I didn't say any of that. I just said Vanderbilt and the SEC bottom class is not that good. Everybody come out. Oh, that tweet went well, huh, coach? Because Vanderbilt came back and beat them like 63 to 10, right? Right. I said, I didn't say Vanderbilt was going to lose. I said, they're not very good, homie. <laughs> I said, you lost. You, good. Yeah, you beat Hawaii. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. So that's what Twitter is. That's what Twitter is. Twitter's crazy. I, I, I can't get with it, man. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that I have a little off, distance. Dog. You're better off. All right. We're going to get you out of here on something uh, lighthearted. And I want to know. What was your favorite year uh, at Independence filming Last Chance You and Why? Because I've been on Hard Knocks twice with the Cowboys and the Bengals, so I can attest to what it was like having uh, cameras around for training camp all day and night, but all year long, yikes, I could only imagine. So what was, what was your favorite time doing that shit? Tank, it ain't even all year long. It's fucking three years, and they're at me in with my in my car, at my house, cooking. They're they're at eighteen year, day, uh, hours a day, and I'm like, and I didn't get paid a dollar. Shit, dog, you don't even know, bro. Anyway, oh, uh, wow. Let me ask you. Let me tell you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question with a question. Can I? Can I talk to you? Can I say that my favorite year? Cause you said being filmed on the show, my favorite, and I just want to let you, and I'll answer that question, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the real, my favorite year at independence was the first year there when they were, they haven't won in 30 years. We come in there, we go six and four year one and beat teams. They've never beat in 30 years. Um, with a, with a, with a nitty gritty culture set setting culture that I put in place that year. We go six and four as building a program that they've never had. They've never seen these wins. We packed the crowd out. People bought in. That was the funnest year at Independence. Um, wow. Okay. Now, having said that, the next year we won it all and all that, but that was the first year of the show. Um, it just got it just got worse and worse and worse because. I didn't care about the camera. I was worried about the mic. I knew the mic was gonna fuck me, not the camera. Right. 
But the thing is, I wouldn't change today. I wouldn't go back and change shit. Uh, I don't apologize for shit I do because you are, we are what we do, not what we say we do. And I don't think people understand that. I think people always want to accept people's apologies. Uh, you got these motherfuckers out here who are straight criminals and they apologize. And, and on Twitter, you see, oh, they deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, you don't deserve shit, motherfucker. You're a pedophile. You deserve right. to be castrated someplace. <laughs> like, that's what I don't get. And when I don't apologize, people go in on me like I'm the criminal, right? I'm like, no, nah, I don't apologize. For what? For getting 101 young black males Division One scholarships and graduating 101 kids with the highest GPA of all JUCO, never having a kid thrown in jail or get kicked out of a four-year school when they leave me. I'm going to apologize for that. Right. No, see, that's what you cancel culture and these haters out here want you to do because you they want you to fit into their, uh, you Man, know, realm. People don't want to know how sausage is made. They just know it tastes good. Yeah, you're and, right. and when you get these kids from these uh, impoverished backgrounds who need that tough love, these people, they don't see that. I, yeah. Listen, man, I, I, I had one of the greatest coaches of all time. He would not... He refused to let me give up on myself Right on, on days where I fake threatened to go home Right on the days where I, you know, wanted to, to cash it all in. He, he would not let me give up, give up on myself. And guess what? Some days it wasn't pretty. Right. Some days he had to hold, Hey man, I'm going to tell these NFL coaches that you've right. got to, shitty attitude there's there's jedi mind tricks you gotta play and and people don't get a chance to see him uh i, I commend you jb you're one of my all-time favorites i don't get into the weeds of the bs but brother you are needed in yeah. the landscape of sports yeah. and, and and how can people support you uh find you and uh get in tune to what jb's got going on man i relaunched a show on youtube that's getting pretty grow it's growing um the Coach JB show, uh, I got a co-host named Sarah Blake, who's a Tennessee Vol. Uh, she's a uh, model, actually. She knows sports. She's on there with me, co-host. We got great people on. Brian Erlacher's on today. I've had big-time guests. Black and Black. We, do the, we do a real show, um, and it's an all-out, you know, no-bullshit show. And then uh, CoachJBStore.com, you can buy my whiskey, my book, posters, gear, merch. I got it all on Coach JB you Store. You got cigars? Cigars will be out in about two weeks. Cubans too, legit. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I get you some. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I, you cool with Travis and them, right? Travis Johnson and them. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, him and I had Walter Jones on the other day on my show. We're all cool. Roy Williams, I had him on. We're all uh, cigar guys. So yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh so I get you some. yeah, we gotta get you some. Um, man, I'll leave your I'll leave your show with this though, as you just ended the show with that man. The problem is people don't get, you know, the mamas of these kids, mostly single mothers, you know, they tell these kids worse shit than I ever did, right? Oh my goodness. And these motherfuckers out here want to talk shit about me. No, their mamas cuss them out way worse than we do. And they are fine with it. Trust me. Don't keep feeling sorry for cats. Let's keep building their, their tough skin and giving them some tough skin. And that's why Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, the book I made was end up being a bestseller because Hate me now, man, but love me at the end when you're a first rounder, when you're yes. making money, when you're when you got your degree. That's the most you know, most proud thing I am, dog. I can go to sleep at night knowing my kids graduate and don't go to jail. That's it. I don't give a shit what you say about me. That's all I care about. So uh, it is what it is, man. But it's always a pleasure catching up, and I and I, I love what you're doing with this show, man. Go, I'm gonna tell everybody to support your show on my shit today, and. Uh, and uh, every day, I'll put you up, man. And then uh, I got to get you out on my show one day. No doubt. Well, JB, you came, you saw, you tackled. Uh, we appreciate you coming. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what you got going, Brother JB. Appreciate Thank you for watching Believe. You can find more great content at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Do you believe?